Well, Trump wants to buy a pistol so he can go off half-glocked. He's thinking a few high-power full metal jackets in the ceiling should settle the next debate, indictment, or General Miley book signing, Yosemite Sam style. The dealer suggested he go with a Derringer easily concealed in the folds of his stomach, but the farmer likes to flash his weapon in the air, and that's well documented. Trump already has an AR-15 cleverly disguised as a big Bertha B-21 driver in his bag, been modified to allow him to spray each green of all 18 holes at Bedminster with Trump AV-1 Titleists without leaving the clubhouse. Now, with Glocks in hand, Yosemite Trump will have Biden's ears ringing so bad he will have to wiggle and crawl his way out of his ill-gotten presidency. A long time ago, back in 1882, there was a gun toting critter almost everybody knew. Up on you quietly and shoot you in the back. He was a no good gun potent critter called Jack. Two big forty fours hung on his hip. Hung on his lip. He never combed his power and he never took a bath. He was a no good gun toting critter called Jack. He coming down the street, a hollering and a hooting. The people, they all scattered and run up. The sheriff tried to fool him, but Jackie boy, he fooled him and caught another notch of phony gun. Well, he got a fainted groovy on his tall skinny horse. All the cats in town knew that Jackson was bald. The train on foot till it run out of track. Do it, do it, do it. He was a no good gun, totin' critter called Jack. Do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Look at that cowboy go. Hollywood Argyle is there uh, asking the age-old question, does a hog have uh, ankles? Yeah. Hollywood Argyle's, you know. 
No, I'd never heard of them. You never heard of them? No. No. Oh, they have what famous. is that chorus that that little response that they're always saying in the what is No that? no a good gun toting critter named Donald. Uh, <laughs> no, but then the yeah. rah, 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 what are they That's saying? That's nothing. That's just being, they're being the Hollywood Argyles. They're just being Argyles. Okay. Yeah. It's their style. Our ground style. That's Anyhow, that's, that goes out for Donald J. and his guns. So how are you? I'm good. Yeah. And you? You don't want to go through all three of those and we get no. to something concrete? No, no we don't okay. want to go through all. I'm, I'm fine, thank or, you. Or all five of them, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, all right, so we get, today we get to Sibelius, and I know yep. you're anxious to do it. Oh, we are. You were so disappointed when we didn't get to Sibelius the other six times weeks I couldn't weeks. make it. Huh? Oh, but he's an evergreen. Yeah, an evergreen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to him. All right. So today we have Lyle and the much-awaited Sibelius and Michael and the somewhat-awaited Michael. So that's pretty much okay. all we can offer here today. And, of course, uh, much ado about nothing, not the play. Uh, all this and more on today's What Do You Know podcast. Have you been following the, the uh, Taylor Swift, uh, Travis Kelsey uh, controversy, you know. There's a you controversy. Know, Tra- Travis Kelsey is the the amazing. I mean, they call him Tractor Tread when he yeah. runs over you. Yeah, he's a tight end, but he's he can block and he he's a killer yeah. in the good sense of the word. But he's been pronounced woke. You know, which is kind of amusing <laughs> because he's a bit, because he does Bud Light commercials mainly. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's not. It, I, I'm not just clear if he's enlightened on a general in a general sense, right? But whatever that is, it's bad woke. So they've been boycott, and then uh, and then now Taylor Swift and he are an item. Apparently, yeah. And I'll tell you, she's not going to write a bad song about this guy after she breaks up. <laughs> you know, that's one thing though. He's Taylor Swift proofed. Not. Himself on uh, song material. song reprisals. Well, yeah. she does all these songs about guys she dated, you know, John, know John Mayer and all this. Pours it all out into uh, her songs. Yeah, she gets back. You know, why does she get back at him? I think being with her would be punishment enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. People love her, and I don't mean to say they shouldn't. She's they like all millions. four. She's like all four Beatles. Now, Taylor Swift. I know she's very big. But anyhow, uh, tra- uh, Travis Kelsey arguably. arguably became the most recognizable player in the National Football League when Taylor Swift showed up on September 24th to sit with his mom <clears throat> while the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Chicago Bears. How hard is that, though? <laughs> uh, the two have been rumored to be dating since Kelsey expressed his interest in the singer on a social media page. So I guess maybe he is a little bit woke well, in social media. I mean, well, you must have known that would certainly blossom. Arguably the biggest star in the world, uh, Swift has be, been on a long stadium concert tour that has smashed records. She's a savvy business person who has turned past relationships with John Mayer, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Joe Jonas in hit songs. <laughs> uh, so that's why she goes with these guys or something. Hey, it's this one material. is song material. Hey, this right. is going to be good. Swift has also mastered the media coverage cycle, and with a film version of her Eras tour headed to theaters in October, it's not a bad time for her to increase her public profile. No. This makes her seem like, you know, cold-blooded. 
you know, relationships. Well, you got to be. So I case. think that's accurate. Sure. It's hard to know whether Swift and Kelsey are beginning to date, uh, dating or just making themselves more famous <laughs> with a carefully planned public flirtation. Now, why would you think that? <laughs> uh, in reality, it doesn't matter because real relationships don't often work out and fake ones have an odd way of becoming real. Who is this person? A philosopher? I don't get it. Oh, here, by oh, the way, here, here, here's, here's the gentleman we're talking about here. And I call him a gentleman because oh, he's, yeah. he's woke. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. He's a big dude. He's a great, great ball player. Both Swift and Kelsey have huge fan bases, but nobody is loved by everyone. Now, a number of right-wing media stars have gone after Kelsey for his endorsements of both Anheuser-Busch and Pfizer. Well... I don't know where your drugs are coming from. Why not? Uh, and some are questioning Swift's role in those choices. Bud Light, as you may know, targeted a massive right-wing boycott. Uh, since uh, Dylan Mulvaney did their ad, the beer brand has lost about 26% of its sales, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and Pfizer seems to be doing well as far as its sales go. Uh, his relationship with Swift, who has spoken out against right-wing candidates and policies, has amplified those attacks. Well... Uh, he's super woke. He's with Taylor. He endorsed Bud Light post-controversy, and he's pushing the Pfizer vax. Well, former news, former news, Fox News, Megyn Kelly said on her YouTube channel. She's down to YouTube no. now, like some others. Uh, Tommy Lauren, a, a right-wing pundit, those words don't usually go together, <laughs> took issue with Kelsey supporting COVID vaccines and shared a post from far-right far media site OutKick which accused Kelsey of selling out to Pfizer. Is this what happens when you date Taylor Swift, she wrote. Kelsey turned off the comments on his post. But ex formerly Twitter has no shortage of attacks on the NFL player for his Pfizer and Bud Light ads. So there you have it. More than you wanted to know. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Here's something. You know, like, uh, Trump has been convicted. I don't know if that's the right word in this case because it's, no. it's civil. He's Not been yet. guilty of fraud in all his New York State transactions. And there's some pretty big things in there. There's no bridges. And I don't think the tower is included, but I think his his room in the Trump Tower is possibly yeah. implicated. Uh, you tripled, tripled the value of most of his properties. Yeah. That's three times, you know. And he said, you can't go by those numbers. That's just... You know, the, the people who are, you take pick up these loans and stuff, they, they look it over and... But apparently that's not true. Now, uh, looking at Mar-a-Lago, uh, Trump says Mar-a-Lago is worth $1.8 billion. Yikes. Not long ago, his own company thought it was over what? That was $1.7 billion too high. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new high for him and overvaluing. So okay. if it's $1.7 billion, at least $0.1 billion, $0.1 billion, right? What is that? $100 million, something like that? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, hundred million. I think I'd pay hundred million for that. I guess. Yeah. Chris Christie. Did you watch the Republican? No. No. Who would? <laughs> Even Fox couldn't hardly stand the. You know, and they yell at each other, and they're and and one is stupider than the next. Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez in New York. She blasted some remarks that Christie made about Jill Biden 
blasted Republican presidential candidate Chris Christie for disgusting, misogynistic remarks about First Lady Jill Biden during the second GOP debate. It's disgusting, misogynistic, uh, and if Republicans want to continue pissing off an entire nation of women, please be my guest. We'll see you at the ballot box. She wrote on X, formerly Twitter. I know they got to say X, formerly Twitter. Every time, just say it on X. We, I know. We get well, it. Yeah. We, we all kind of know yeah. this. But you, yeah. yeah, every time you read it, yeah. it's always X, formerly called Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they'll do that with Musk someday. <laughs> okay, Christy, during, this is what he did. During the debate, he blasted President Biden for sleeping with a member of the teachers' union. Not a bad line. <laughs> It's not disgusting and misogynistic to me. I think it's. I think I made very much the same joke at one point. Probably, yeah. yeah. But mine was a little better phrased and everything. Uh, arguing the president wouldn't take on teachers' unions because of his wife's status. Asked on CNN this morning why he made the remark, the former New Jersey governor said the first lady is a radical advocate for the worst in the teachers' union. And he said he brought it up because no one else is willing to say it. Well. Yeah. Well, former Vice President Mike Pence, uh, also on the debate stage Wednesday night, referenced mm. Christie's comment about the president's wife, saying, My wife isn't a member of the teachers' union, but I've got to admit I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> Best moment for Pence ever. This I thought was good because who hasn't wanted to stun a high school band director so he what? would stop the band from playing? You know, uh-huh. I mean, just give him a z- z- zap him. And really? say, yeah, enough already with this, you know, game's over. What do we have? It's a half hour yeah. of marching music left yeah. over from them. And, and, yeah, I thought this was good. Okay. An Alabama high school band director was shocked with a stun gun and arrested after Birmingham police said he couldn't tell his band to stop playing. Local news outlet reports that Minor High School's band director was arrested Tuesday night after a football game between Minor and Jackson Olin High School. He's charged with disorderly conduct, harassment, and resisting arrest. Birmingham Police Officer Truman Fitzgerald, a department spokesperson, said police were trying to clear the stadium at Jackson Owen after a game and asked both bands to stop playing so people oh. wouldn't linger. Oh. Police said the Jackson Olin band stopped performing, but that the director disregarded officers and told his students to keep playing. Well, the band played on. Police officers accompanied by school security guards went to arrest him for disorderly conduct, but he got into a scuffle with them, <laughs> Wow! striking them with his wand. <laughs> Fitzgerald said uh, the band director refused to place his hands behind his back and shoved an officer. Well, you can't shove an officer with your hands behind your back. No. That's ridiculous. One of the officers shocked the band director with a stun gun. Paramedics no. treated the band director and took him to a hospital to be checked out, Fitzgerald <laughs> said. He was later booked into jail and released after posting bail. Jefferson County School Superintendent Walter Gonsolin said Friday he's gathering facts and declined to further comment for now. I urge everyone not to jump to conclusions. Yeah. No, didn't you ever want to? You were in a marching band, right? Yeah, but I don't think police were never involved. (laughs) No. No, A band director going crazy was not hard to imagine. I suppose. Did your band director ever get, like, mad at the band or? No. Always? Hi, you know, I don't know what I would play if I were in a marching band. I, can you just march with them and feel like the music or something? But what did you play in the marching band? Clarinet. That's right. Is that hard to play a clarinet while you're marching? No, it wasn't at the time. It would be now. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, have you tried it recently again no. and found that you still didn't have the chops? No, I, I, have, I would have no idea how to like uh, play a clarinet. Was that here? Sure. UW, yeah? Yeah. Did you, were you majoring in clarinet? No. I was majoring in chemistry. But you couldn't really play chemicals during it? No. Or mix them? The periodic chart? No. You could make probably effects with chemicals. That would have been good. But clarinet was your instrument? In the marching band. But not elsewhere? No. Then I played oboe. You can't play oboe in a marching band. No. That would be it. The, the, the double reeds are too um, difficult to play while you're marching. Although people do. They do? Yeah. I guess so. But they're... Uh, but it wasn't the policy back then. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyone interested in deja, the opposite of deja vu? We don't have any deja vu. And what is it called, for one thing? Well, it's actually called um, jamais vu. Never. Never seen. Never seen. And deja, what does deja mean? Before seen. Before seen and never seen. Yeah. Okay. Well, take the experience of deja vu if you will, and when we wrongly believe we have experienced a novel situation in the past. Yeah. How do we know it's novel? How do you, we know we, we haven't experienced that in the past? It's, it's locked and deep in our... That's a philosophical question, sure. So I, I can't ask that then. No. Huh? Okay. Sorry. But we have discovered that deja vu is actually a window into the workings of our memory system. Hmm. Surprise. Our research found that the phenomenon arises when part of the brain which detects familiarity desynchronizes with reality. This is common no. in marriage, I might add. <laughs> you have to, but it's a defense. It's a defense. The defense mechanisms of the brain kick in and say this is... Disengage with reality? Yeah. Deja vu is a signal which alerts you to this weirdness. It is a type of fact-checking for the memory system, but repetition <laughs> can do something even more uncanny and unusual. The opposite of deja vu is jamais vu. <laughs> when something you know to be familiar feels unreal or novel, I have this one big time. <laughs> and I mean, it's part of, part of the wonders of the aging process, the golden, the golden bachelor process. Yeah, is that uh, you know uh, what you you go up to, to the uh, the coffee machine, but you're actually uh, what? Uh, I don't know opening the oven door. You know, mm. I think that's that's that'd be a jamais vu. Okay. You know, or you put the Why ice not? cream uh, in in the ref freezer in the in the refrigerator. So I do this all the time now. Oh. Or you put your coffee uh, on the bathroom toilet, and isn't that isn't that be a jamais vu or is that? I don't know. Uh, that's just a okay. When something you know to be familiar feels unreal or novel in some way. Like, what is my coffee doing on the toilet? That sort of experience. Oh. In our recent research, which has just won a, an Ig Nobel Award for Literature, we investigated uh -huh. the mechanism behind the phenomenon. Jamais vu may involve looking at a familiar face and finding it suddenly unusual or unknown. It's hmm. uh -huh. very familiar to me. Oh, okay. Musicians have it momentarily. Losing their way in a very familiar passage of music. You may have had it going to a familiar place, becoming disoriented, or seeing it with new eyes. When I drive down uh, to the, you know, we have this beltway out there. Yes. You know, and then you got to go in this beltway and go around. I go down to the beltway, and I've done it maybe a thousand times. Yeah. And I, and I 
I'm going someplace I want. I know I want to go, you know. Okay. And I drive down there, and I get to the st- stop there, and I don't know whether I go to the right or to the left. Inevitably. Isn't that scary? Yeah. yeah. But it's... I mean, like every time? Oh, and that's jamais vu? Uh, it's my jamais vu. I don't <laughs> okay. know. Oh, something... Yeah. Something... Familiar that seems yeah. Suddenly it's unknown, and sometimes I wake up when I'm driving. I think, where the fuck am I? Whoa! This is not my county highway. You know, I I I I still have all the news that isn't thing, but we maybe can close with that this this time. I said because I I I'm just too anxious to get to Sibelius. Oh, okay. I feel like it's something that uh, you've always wondered about. No, I've never wondered about it. And I became well, just can. tired of the whole discussion. <laughs> but I'm uh, when I'm listening to the music, I thought, oh. well, this guy isn't as bad as as Lyle seems to think. No, no, I've never said that. Well, come on, what did you, what? Did, Putting words in my mouth. Well, no, honestly, if you're you're someone say Sibelius, what what would you say? He was a a, a good composer. <laughs> <laughs> Not my favorite. All right. I have tried to like him better than uh, he, his popularity seems to have uh, would say, but well, there it is. You've tried to like him better than his popularity would say. Yeah, you know, but he's, there he, it is. He, he, he sold a lot of records. Okay, and and in his time, you know, he was he was a big deal. Yeah, uh, but um, you know, well, proceed and let us see okay. the, the the man himself. Unless you're Finnish, yeah. you almost have to be dared to appreciate Jean Sibelius. Hmm. And that's not fair, either to the maestro himself or to the Finns. Right. A superficial negative appraisal of Sibelius starts with the fact that despite living in the happiest country in the world, except during periodic Russian invasions and land seizures, you could search for Hemenelina to Tavelkoski and not find a single smiling From where? picture. Hemenelina? Hemenelina? Okay. Hemenelina. Hemenelina. It's like Bebabalula. It is, because it's got a lot of double yeah. double vowels and double consonants. Is that a place in, in Finland? Uh, yes. Oh. I couldn't point to it on a map, but it's there. Hemenelina. Yeah. And uh, you couldn't find a single smiling picture of Swomi's revered tone poet. Mm-hmm. Then there's the music. Surely there is Wait, much. I'm just asking you about the tone. What is, what is a tone poet? Well, poet. this will be no, it's a, it's explained made clear? anon. Okay, yes. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, surely there is much to be admired among the seven symphonies, numerous symphonic poems, the incidental music, not to mention the violin concerto, and even the string quartet, Voce's Intime. Intimate Voices. The piano works of Sibelius are less well-known than his orchestral works, even though he composed more than 150 solo piano works, along with character pieces for violin and piano, cello and piano, and voice and piano, otherwise known as songs. Sibelius' achievement in large-scale symphonic forms is widely recognized, if sometimes debated, but his miniatures... Was that in there, or did you insert that? It, uh, it was, it's between dashes, so oh. take it as you will. Okay. His miniatures have often been neglected or misunderstood, and his piano works regarded as unpianistic, ah. of which I can attest. Oh, and I forgot to bring along my volume of piano, uh, Sibelius, oh. I was going to have. You want to run home and get it? No. 
Sibelius himself was a violinist. Yeah. Which may explain the unpianistic writing of the piano works. Yeah. Did anyone ever think of that? Well, what what about Beethoven? Mm -hmm. What did he he play? Piano. He could do everything, musically. Sure. And uh, Sibelius... Are you saying he's no Beethoven? He's no Beethoven. Okay. Uh, uh, Sibelius even uh, tried out for the Vienna Philharmonic at age 26. Yeah. How'd he do? He didn't get the part. No. Uh, Or the job, I should say. Mm -hmm. Together with Ferruccio Busoni and a few other friends, he was part of a group called the Leskovitz, who played piano improvisations for each other and exchanged musical and possibly other ideas, as well as probably... Uh, a lot of uh, drinking went on. Yeah, I'm the, the possibly other ideas. Is that an inference? or it, it means nothing. Okay. At the piano, he would also sketch his compositions, some of which blossomed into the symphonies, which seems like a pretty common way of kind of doing things. But anyway, the years 1893 to 1903 are referred to as the Kalevala Romantic Period. Hmm. Sibeli's piano music of this time was particularly virtuosic, ah. influenced by the music of Franz Liszt, oh. whose development of the genre tone poem mm-hmm. also found fertile ground with Sibelius. Okay. Sibelius wrote to his wife Eino from Munich in 1894, I am really a tone painter and poet. Ah. Liszt's views about music are most closely related to my own. Uh-huh. Liszt's feelings about Sibelius on the similarities of their works is not known, probably because Sibelius was dead before anything of Sibelius appeared. Liszt was dead. Yeah, Liszt was dead. Yeah. Sorry. Sibelius' tone poem, Finlandia, is a prime example of the type. And it says here, cue the music. Already? Yeah. But it's, what do you, you mean still already? didn't explain what the, hmm? what the tone poem was. Yeah, he wrote it to... What, 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 what is a tone poem as opposed to... It's a poem in tones. But using tones as opposed to what? As opposed to not using them, I guess. What is a tone? What do you mean? What, what is a tone? Yeah. Tone is music. So he's painting pictures with music, programmatic music. Is it any different than painting pictures with notes, actual notes? And no, chords? it's exactly the same thing. That's oh. what it is. But it seems to be a different philosophy not particularly no <sighs> so with great labor you want to end it again huh and end it again Sibelius tone poem Finlandia is a prime example of the type a tribute to Finland?
Is that over? I hope so. From the opening chords on Fortissimo Brass, followed by a variation of this material by Strings and Oh, there's more. The music continues with bass, tremolandos, and brass fanfares. Oh, boy. Gradually, the texture builds, and about halfway through, we get the familiar Finlandia theme, first softly in winds and strings, and finally culminating in full orchestra. Needless to say, this triumphant swell of glory appealed to the Finns in the midst of the Oh, is that a cue, the theme? That was it. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. I don't know why we're hearing this again, but okay. anyway. I thought it was the familiar Finlandia theme. Oh, then... you no, know, it's, it's jamais vu. Okay. Um, Sorry. My and bad. then when Sibelius finished his well-regarded symphony number no. two in 1902, it and Flen- Finlandia became the unofficial light at the end of the tunnel and the voice of Finnish nationalism. Yeah. Osmo Venske. Those the Russians were in there. Yeah, they were always on there. Dominating. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Venska uh, Finnish conductor laureate of the Minnesota Orchestra mm-hmm. said of the Second Symphony, yeah. this symphony is connected with our nation's fight for independence, but right. it is also about the struggle, crisis, and turning point in the life of an individual. This is what makes it so touching. And that's our composer, Person of the Week, Jean Sibelius. <laughs> Whoa. I can't. Yeah, honestly, that really is terrifying. Wow. But the Finns it lightens it. up at a certain point, you know. No. Anyway, just to beat a dead horse here, and all the news that isn't. All right. U.S. sues Amazon for doing more business than the U.S. <laughs> Amazon has declared itself a nation state and will appeal its case to the world court. Well. Biden joins the UAW picket line, sings Come to Me, My Melancholy Baby on megaphone. <laughs> While Trump shows up at a non-union shop and whistles Dixie. Yeah. After the New York State fraud conviction, Trump can drop trow and kiss his assets goodbye. <laughs> Netflix ends its DVDs by mail business with 27,000 copies of Beetlejuice still extant. <laughs> A secret Golden Bachelor survey of 60-plus women finds they would rather have two 30-year-old or lesses bachelors than one 60-plus bachelor, no matter how well preserved. <laughs> On the campaign trail, President Biden has been, has been campaigning at kennel clubs where he mm-hmm. can joke about his age in dog years. Uh, you know, a man and a 10-year-old schnauzer walk into a bar kind of thing. The only highlight out of the coming out of the Republican debate is Chris Christie calling Donald Trump, Donald Duck, yeah. with a really a pretty decent, angry Donald Duck impression. That was great. Chris Christie. Scientists find what appears to be a house key in the dust recovered from the Bennu asteroid. Hmm. Mouth taping, found to improve users' marriages, but not their sleep. (laughs) DNA extracted from ancient cave graffiti, found to be that of Kilroy. The first round of the Biden impeachment hearings begins with a head-scratching, billboard-sized projection of Hunter Biden in what appears to be a nude frolic, (gasps) despite President Biden's repeated denials of any connection with Hunter's nude frolics. Hmm. Taiwan unveils a baking soda and vinegar-powered submarine to counter China's naval threat. (laughs) 
Costco's entire gold bar stock is snapped up by Senator Bob Menendez. Yeah. His wife, by the way, has a charm bracelet with dangly gold bars and consequently never leaves home. And finally, and I mean that, do I mean this? Yes, I do, I mean this. Finally, and I mean that, in case you miss it, here's Trump uh, and whales going batty. Have a better chance of being struck by lightning than hitting a whale with your boat. There has only been, listen to this, one such whale killed off the coast of South Carolina in the last 50 years. But on the other hand, their windmills are causing whales to die in numbers never seen before. Nobody does anything about that. They're washing up and show. I saw it this weekend. Three of them came up. They wouldn't, you wouldn't see it once a year. Now they're coming up on a weekly basis. The windmills are driving them crazy. They're driving, they're driving the whales, I think a little batty, and they're washing up on shore at levels never seen before, and they want to stop your boats one in 50 years. Can you imagine that? I can't imagine no. that. Well, thank you, Lyle, and uh, all of you who came here and... Uh, We've put him to bed. What? We've put to bed. I'm sorry? Yes, Sibelius. Probably never be heard again on this show. No. But you think, is he having a comeback? Has he had a resurgence? He's always, yeah, he's never gone away. Never gone away. Thank you very much for that, Lyle. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for listening, if in fact you were.